podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Oscar Bevis for IFL TV, a late one with my man, Mr. Johnny Fisher, young boxer of the year, boxing writer's young boxer of the year. Um, how are we, my man? Thank you, Oscar. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, good to speak to you, mate. Always good to uh, hear your voice. You're one of very few people I interview that say that, so I can only say thank you. I'm only being polite, mate. I'm only being polite. Don't read into it too much. Yeah, I thought as such. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, I'm going to jump straight in. Obviously, one massive talking point from the world of boxing. Um, pretty generic question, really. How on earth do you assess what we saw in Riyadh on Saturday night? Um, I remember I was watching it in the Talk Sports studios with Spencer and Adam Catterall. And sometimes when you're in that bubble and you're listening to them guys speak as well, you're sort of in a bubble. And then I'm checking my phone and <coughs> everyone's just like, people were, everyone's saying that Ganu's won and Ganu's won. But I think when you're in a bubble, you, you, you block out all the outside noise. And yeah, I thought, listen, I was shocked at how close it was. I never thought it was going to go like that at all. But in them last seven, eight, nine, ten, Gano just didn't do enough. Just didn't do enough to warrant getting the decision. Listen, he's done unbelievably well. An unbelievable story. He's done great. But objectively speaking, if you're going to, as Lennox Lewis said, um, if you're going to go and beat the champion, you've got to rip it away from them. And did he rip it away from them at the end? Sorry, it's going a bit dark in there. Um, if, if, you rip it, if you rip it away from them, fair enough. But did he actually do that at the end of the fight probably not it was very close I probably had Fury up by one or two rounds just because he was pinging his jab out a little bit more towards the end but yeah Fury would tell you yourself not a great performance from him yeah do you think it's kind of I mean you're talking about being in that bubble I don't know if a way to look at it is that because he overachieved it's easy to go yes and Garni won the fight because he'd done so much better than expected yeah that's what I'm thinking like you can fall into a trap of thinking oh He's beat him, he's beat him. I've got to watch it back as well myself. But I looked at some of the punch stats. He landed more power punches, I believe, than Ganu, but the volume of punches came from Fury. And that all depends on what judges are scoring, how they see it, if they if they like the bigger shots or the more volume of work. But it was shocking at how close it was. I was shocked watching it. When he knocked him down, I just couldn't believe my eyes. But objectively speaking, you still have to... I think Fury's just done enough to edge it based on one or two rounds, which is... No slight against Nganu. That is an unbelievable thing to do. I did not see that happening. I thought Fury would play with him for three, four rounds and then get him out of there. But you compare that performance Nganu's just put on compared to Dillian White or Derek Chisora. It was it was a great performance, wasn't it? And maybe that's to do with the fact that a perfect storm of Nganu being right on it and Fury just not being at the races. He just didn't look his normal self in there. He didn't look... I just watched the Deontay Wilder Fury free fight back, and even that fight, it was he had a different intensity, different timing. He's had such a long time out of the ring, Fury. Um, December he last fought, nearly a year coming up to. So all these little things add up, especially when you're getting on in your career a bit. Yeah, this is just kind of from my personal point of view. So I don't know if it's something you'll agree with. I feel like Fury looks mm. a bit. Scared once he'd been dropped. I know we heard so much about Ngannou's power hitting and this whole Guinness World Record of the most powerful punch ever, blah, blah. But I feel like once yeah. he'd got up from being dropped, he looked a little bit yeah. petrified that he was going to get hit again. I wouldn't say... I understand. I know what you're saying because I felt a little bit like he was he was, he was, was not finding his range at all and he felt a little bit exposed. I wouldn't say he's, he's petrified because, listen, he's been in with Wilder who can obviously whack him. 
he wasn't better than I did, but I think there was a little bit of confusion or a bit of uh, uneasiness about the fact that he he couldn't really work and get him out, or he was a bit he was a bit tentative. And I don't know why that is. He's got to ask questions about. Listen, Fury's done wonders that I can only dream of doing. But I'm just thinking if I'm talking as like a, someone a commentator or a pundit watching, what's he been doing in his training camp? Has he taken it as seriously as he should have been? Has he built into the hype of that? Oh, it's only an exhibition. It's a UFC fighter. Do you know what I mean? You can all them little things take a little bit of intensity off how hard you train. When you go to sleep at night, you should be thinking, "Might have I done enough today?" Was it, I don't think he's uh, he's been switched on from the start for Ganu, and that's very dangerous. That's why this fight was a banana skin, and everyone was saying, "Oh, it's, it could be a banana skin." It's proved out to be one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of like pinch yourself stuff. Like you said, the moment yeah, Fury got dropped, I feel like the heart, everyone I was watching it with just looked at each other in utter shock. I still can't I believe, couldn't believe it. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe that it, that's happened because Dillian White couldn't do it. Derek Chisora couldn't do it. Vladimir Klitschko couldn't do it. It's amazing. It's amazing. And Ganu's got to give, you've got to give him so much credit to the man. And listen, I still think I would go in there against Ganu and I'd let my hands go and I'd still stop him because Fury just didn't seem to be pressuring him. And I think if you put him in with any other top five, top ten heavyweight, I think they'd, they'd do the same and be able to stop him. It's just, there's no, this is not nothing against. Fury or saying that he's 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 just had a bad night at the office and that could happen. He said it himself. This is heavyweight boxing. If things slightly go wrong, these are big seventeen stone plus blokes. They can all whack and he got he got caught and that can happen. Yeah. I mean this is obviously uh a question with an unknown answer unless you ask from the horse's mouth. But what do you think Usyk's thinking watching from ringside? Because he doesn't have the same physical facilities as Francis Ngarnu. Of course he yeah. is a boxing master in comparison to Francis Ngarnu. What do you think he's thinking watching that from, from ringside? I think he's thinking, oh, bloody hell, I hope he don't get beat because I want this fight to, to carry on. I want to get on the Fury I want to, I want to get the big bucks. That's, that's what I think he's thinking. But he's, he wouldn't be looking at that thinking he's worried. Obviously, Ngannou's a different athlete, a different specimen to what Usyk is in terms of the way he would fight Fury, as you said. But... He's not going to be looking at that thinking, even if, but I think even if Fury did knock him out in two rounds, it's not that much that Usyk can read into it. Do you know what I mean? All he'd be worried about watching that is, right, when's, when's our fight going to happen? I saw that he called out Fury now saying he's ready for December the 23rd, putting the pressure on him a little bit. But this is the danger of announcing fights before you've, had, you've fought someone. It's, it's, it's not, not, not saying it's stupid, it's just, it's not, it's not full fight and it's not planning correctly, is it? Because you're going in there, you're fighting a massive puncher and you're planning a fight that's going to happen after that. Get through this fight first. Never. That's why I've always said, one fight at a time. Never get too ahead of yourself. You've got to do the job at hand first. Yeah, I mean, we saw in Coogan's interview with Tyson today, a um, little bit of a bust-up face and we know December 23rd's off the cards. Yeah. I know Eddie said immediately after um, from his show in Mexico in an interview that he'd done with Matram, Fury Usyk interest has diminished. Not something I agree with. Um, I guess not something you you agree with as well. I, I guess maybe the way people view it might might have changed. But yeah, but it's, people will be talking now, won't they, about the fight and the people, the Fury fans who are having Fury fans who have to say, hold on, they've got a point. Usyk might be able to get the better of him here. This is heavyweight at the end of the day, and we was talking about this in the Talk Sports Studio actually. Like, how do we galvanise interest in in heavyweight boxing again? Or like in, in boxing in general. I know we're doing all these flashy shows in Saudi Arabia. He's trying to learn from the YouTubers. The only way you're going to get people interested in boxing is the best guys at the top of the division fighting each other in any weight class. So 
Fury Usyk, Fury Joshua, they're big names. They're the fights that need to happen now. There's enough messing about that's been going on. And I'm not blaming anyone in particular, but it's the promoters as well. It's the networks. It's the all everyone needs to stop having so much ego. And we need to stop all this rubbish with all these concerts going on. And we need to see the best guys who have all earned millions of quids. They've got to all stopped being so greedy. I'm not I'm sorry, I feel like I'm talking out of turn a little bit here because it's not really my place to say. But I'm frustrated now. These guys have got to fight because what I saw last night in the concert and all that, that's not boxing. I would have rather have seen three heavyweight fights or three other fights in that hour and a half gap we had of all these rappers and all these singers dancing and singing about that. It's not what boxing's about to me. And the atmosphere in there, I knew a couple of guys who were there. It was dreadful. Boxing is in England. In, look how many great venues we've got in Great Britain, in Vegas. For me, Vegas is a spiritual home of boxing as well. This is... I don't, I don't, I'm not buying into all the Saudi Arabia stuff right now, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, sorry to come on a tangent. No, no, I think you're correct. I mean, I know a couple of people who are there who said the same thing, who weren't even working the show. Um, and, and I guess you've always got to be careful. Like, it probably done decent pay per view numbers, but it's probably hard to yeah. sell to sell a fight from the point of it's going to be a spectacle because 99% of people on the sofa at home aren't bothered about the spectacle. They want to see no. what goes on in the ring. No, they're not. I want to see the fight. So I'm looking at my phone when I was doing the commentary on it and I was thinking, everyone's just saying, what is this? Where do we want to watch the fights? People get impatient. And yeah, it's great for the spectacle of it and it looks great when they look at the highlights back, but people want to watch the fights and if the fights aren't good or if the fights are good like they were, we don't need all that stuff. We just want to see great fights. And I might be shooting myself in the foot a little bit here talking about Saudi Arabia not in a positive light because there's always opportunities for me to go and fight over there. But at the minute... It's not something at the top of my list. And yes, money's important. Money's great. And I'll probably get triple the amount of money if I went and had a fight out there for a British title down the line or a European title or something like that. But for me, it's not all about the money. We all need to earn money, but I've got fans and supporters who want to come and watch me in England and people want to watch me in America in great with great atmospheres. And that appeals to me more. I'm not saying I, I can't ever write off fighting in this Middle East because I've got to earn money as well, like everyone else. But... If I right now, if I'm talking from my heart of hearts, I'd rather fight in England. I want to fight in Las Vegas, and I'm happy. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be bothered if I get was getting paid double. I'd rather fight in Vegas or England or somewhere like that. Well, no, I agree. They're the nights that me, yeah. as a fan, much prefer. In terms of you talking about people getting interested in boxing, um, I've had a lot of arguments with my MMA friends over the years. Um, then four AM yeah. chats kind of been a little yeah. bit rubbish for me, for me now with what happened on, on Saturday. Do you think it puts boxing in a bit of a bad place? Like, was it a bad night for boxing all round? Do you think? Because yes, okay, Fury had an off night, and Ngannou probably had his best night. But do we look at it from a sporting perspective and say boxing's had a little bit of a of a tough time this weekend? I think boxing's had a bit of a tough time for the last six months, a year, two years. Boxing, when you when I go out in the pub, or if I'm out in a pub after my fight, like the last after my last fight, if I went out for on holiday or with my brothers, I'm not drinking, obviously. But if I've gone out. People aren't asking me about other heavyweight prospects who I'm going to fight. They're asking me, when are you going to fight KSI? When are you going to fight Jake Paul? When are you going to fight Logan Paul? This is the general, like outside of the boxing public, this is what people are talking about now. So it's not just about Fury and Ganu. Listen, that was a good fight in the end, so it was entertaining people were talking about it. But I don't know what the answer is because people want, people are interested in these personalities and all this rubbish we're seeing in the YouTube world, which is which is quite shocking, really. Because these these fighters, I'm I'm in a, in a lucky position. I'm on a good platform with the zone and Matchroom, and uh, I sell a lot of tickets and stuff, so I'm in a good place. But 
the ones I feel sorry for, the uh, the young boxers coming through on the small hall scene who train like dogs and demons and they're great fighters and people aren't giving them the attention. And it's because we have living in an age now of social media. Yes, I, I'm involved in it as well because I know that's that's how you've got to survive. And it's not about being fake. It's about being authentic with it, which I try and do. But I do I do worry a bit for boxing. Boxing is not in a great place at the minute, uh, if I'm being honest. And uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. But this is that's just this shot. I'm just uh, telling you what from my experience of when I'm when I'm going out amongst the public, people aren't interested. People are more interested in the YouTubers, the girls especially. They don't know anything about boxing other than Jake Pauls and Tommy Furies. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, I guess for boxing, Joshua Wilder and Furious, you can kind of galvanise the start of, of 2024. Um, j- just one more thing. I know, was you in the TalkSport studio with George Groves at the time? Or was this, I don't know if this no, was no, a separate... Spencer and Adam Catchell I was in there with. Spencer and Adam, right. So I think it was George said this on TalkSport, it must have been the day after, that he believes he yeah. could see a scenario where Tyson retires, perhaps he himself sees or knows he, he could be on the slider touch and he retires. Is that, is that a scenario you can see? Or now it's all been locked in, is it? It has to be Usyk regardless. Uh, no, it doesn't have to be. It's up. It's completely up to Fury and his team and John and he, he, he listened to his dad. And I know his dad's been causing a, a lot of controversy and he's been promoting the fights, but having my dad as well, I know that that relationship between Fury and Tom uh, Tyson Fury and John Fury, he's got a sensible head on his shoulders. And I've met John and deep down, he's a, he's a sensible man and he'll have conversations with Tyson. It's up to, that's, a, that's a private thing that Tyson will have to decide himself. Because he's had one off night, does that mean he's going to retire? Probably not. But if there's a pattern that's been going on in training that he can see, then maybe it is. But, I feel like I've gone on a bit of a rant tonight. And uh, listen, at the end of the night, end of the day, we still had a really good uh, fight that we were all interested in. It was shocking and it was great. And that's what sport's about. We should be shocked. Um, it's just little things in the whole context of boxing in the last year, two years, which is just it's frustrating for us all a little bit that the fight's not being made and the, the YouTubers coming into it. And listen, the YouTubers do great things. They, they know how to sell a fight, but people have got to realise that the best when the best fight the best we will see this is what boxing is really about when the Furies and Usyk get together and the Joshua's fight because Joshua's been phased out for a little while now as well and he's he's back right back in the mix after that great knockout of Hellenius and don't forget Deontay Wilder either Deontay Wilder's right up there these guys need to sorry the screen's going off need to get get it on and we can show people and get them people that are crossing over from the YouTube world into here and say this is what boxing's really about. Because I've seen some rubbish in the last couple of weeks on that. Uh, the undercard of the KSI Fury fight it was just absolutely shocking, some of that stuff. I've been quite immune to it, if I'm being honest. But I went to the weigh-in and I didn't like it there. And I went to the main fight and I just didn't like it. And I know we've got to try and galvanise these people and get them involved in traditional boxing, but it is a different thing. And we need to now set the record straight with these top heavyweight guys, the leaders of, the, of, of boxing, really, in a way, the headliners. Need to all get it on now in the next year. Sports Social Podcast Network.